This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Blue Chew, that's blue like the color blue, B-L-U-E Chew, bluechew.com, promo code OP to try it for free. Got a great episode for you guys. We're going to start at the window down here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Going to do a little live streaming and taking some of your questions. Uh, going to do that for a few minutes. Then I'm going to walk down the hall to Brother Weeze's home studio to do some radio with Weeze and the gang back in Rochester. So, let's go. Uh, hi. Uh, hi, 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 hi. Woohoo! Wayne Boo Atkins, good morning. What's up, Vincent? What's up, Brian? He says, now that's a view. All right. This is a view from uh, Brother Weeze's joint down here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We went to a uh, Super Bowl party last night on the intercoastal down here in Fort Lauderdale. Weeze was telling me that, that the house is, is like 20 to $24 million down here. Uh, there was over 100 people at this Super Bowl party last night, and you wouldn't know it because the place was so damn fucking big. And I posted a picture from um, the living room where me and Weeze and uh, the King were watching the game. And uh, the room was so big, it had three coffee tables. The ceiling, I don't know, it had to be at least 20 feet high. And I post this picture and everyone's making fun of me because they're saying the TV's too small for the room. I'm here to tell you, I've never seen a TV bigger in my life. I don't think you could buy a bigger TV. Uh, but the room was so damn big that the TV looked tiny in this room. We were outside podcasting, and uh, the king comes running over and says, blah, blah, just power booted all over the couch in the living room. This couch, because I saw it after the fact, it, it has to be a $30,000 couch. And there was a giant towel on there because they try to scrub and wash out the, the puke. Supposedly the guy was power booting on the couch. In this home that's worth between twenty and twenty-four million dollars, and I, uh, I got a primo seat for the Super Bowl because no one wanted to sit on the couch. Uh, I was sitting pretty much on one of the towels because because the 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 mess took up about two of the cushions. Um, so I had a great seat for the Super Bowl, but you know I had to deal with the smell a little bit. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they puked on the couch. Oh, my God. And they're talking about the owner of the home and what he's going to do. Oh, my God. How is he going to get that cleaned? And oh, my. And I look at everyone. And I go, dude, this look what house you're in. This guy's going to just throw this giant $30,000 couch into the intercoastal. That'll float away into the ocean. And he's going to go buy the exact same couch. And he's not even going to blink an eye. Don't worry about him and the puke couch. He's going to be just fine. Do you miss doing morning radio? I kind of do. I kind of do because I'm starting to do these sunrise shows on a, on a regular basis now. I'm going to jump on with Brother Weeze after this and do a set. I flew down Friday. Weeze and his wife, they got drunk during the day. They were supposed to pick me up from the airport. So I go, yo, where are you? And it turns out they, they got drunk during the day. And, uh, you know, that, I don't know. That, I mean, they were taking wink, wink, a nap during the day. So I meet him at a restaurant, really nice. I ordered my, uh, my hoity-toity uh, figgy drink in front of all these 
let, let's just put it this way, some some scary looking uh, people. There are a lot of gangsters in this restaurant and the food was amazing. First time I've seen weeds in about a year and uh, first time I've seen weeds since, since Carl died. Uh, the story goes, me and Carl, we were planning a trip to Rochester to see Brother Weeze when he died. We were supposed to go like late September, and as you know, Carl uh, uh, went on September 21st. It was good to see Weeze. I knew I, it, he would help me out as I'm still trying to like uh, navigate through uh, the loss of Carl, and uh, I was so happy to see him. So I'm like, hey, man, let's take a picture. And I was trying to make fun of the, the fruity drink I had so you guys could beat the shit out of me. And, sh- and you certainly did a very good job with the bikini teeny references. And I post a picture. And one of my, um, one of my pals, he, uh, he writes me. He goes, dude, you see what the hell is going on in between you and Weeze in the background of your picture? So I, there's some sign in the background. I, I, I want to go back to the restaurant to see what the sign actually said. But right between me and Weeze's uh, heads... It said uh, C-U-Z, cuz. I mean, it was, obviously it was cropped. It was part of a bigger word, but our heads cropped it in such a way that all you could see is cuz, C-U-Z. And it freaked me the fuck out. My friend obviously uh, got a hold of me because he knows and everyone knows that that's something Carl said a lot. Carl loved the word cuz. Carl loved calling people cuz. Like I said, I don't, know, I don't know what I believe, but some of these signs you get after someone passes... It's kind of strange, man. They're kind of unexplainable because what are the odds of that? In that moment in time, I mean, Carl really liked Weez. We were supposed to go see Weez. I'm going to see Weez to get some comfort. And then in the background or in between us is the word cuz. That's just nuts, man. Crazy. Uh, Kilo Soul. Carl was the coolest chef ever. My God, was he. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I still boogie board, but ever since the Outer Banks, I, uh, I'm not as aggressive. I was kind of an aggressive boogie boarder. I know that sounds lame because, you know, at that point you should be surfing. I get it. But um, I, w- I would take my uh, boogie board in, in when there were really, really big waves. Um, and I, I loved the hell out of it. I loved uh, the shot of adrenaline it gave me. But I was in the Outer Banks. My son was... Um, two or three months old and I was boogie boarding and this wave I'll tell the the short version of the story but this wave I got on top of it I got in front of it too much and it slammed me down and there just wasn't enough room between you know the wave hitting and um, the sand so it it pretty much just jammed my neck and shoulder right into the sand and I remember being underwater still uh, and in pain and my first thought was, holy shit, I just paralyzed myself in front of my entire family because the whole family went down to the Outer Banks with my wife and my new son on the beach watching this. And uh, I started freaking the fuck out. I mean, I, my limbs are and every, all that never went numb or anything, but my thought, just how I hit, I was like, holy shit. Uh, long story short, I, I got out of my position and I got out of the water and I was shaking because I'm like, man, that was a real close call. And I had, I had the most unbelievable road rash on one side of my face all the way down. I think it was my left side and my left shoulder. So I went back um, after that vacation and told the boys on, on the old radio show and boy, did they give me a beating. Talking about me being a shock jock paralyzed. That's what you're referring to, right? Did I ever sail? 
Uh, I used to sail with Norman and Martin. Two names I don't think I ever brought up on the podcast. My uh, my friends from a million years ago. They're uh, they were from Germany. Their parents were born and raised in Germany and and came to America for a better life. And my friends Norman and Martin uh, were very very unique kids. They were the smartest kids in my high school, more or less, top five anyway. There might have been a an egghead that squeezed them out for the top spot, but in general, they were pretty much the smartest two kids in my high school. And they played like the violin. Well, everyone else was playing like uh, guitar and and drums. They played violin and that giant, was it an oboe? Is it an oboe? One of those giant um, classical instruments that you have to, you have to move around with a tiny wheel because it's too heavy to carry. I remember one of them was playing that. They were great at ping pong. They were great at chess. And on the weekends with their father, they, uh, they entered sailing races. So as just a, a, a much dumber kid that was way more American than them, I, uh, I would join them from, for some of the sailing competitions on the weekends out of uh, Huntington Harbor, I believe. Um, it was fun, man. And their, their mom was an, uh, a pianist. Like one of the, you know the giant organs in the church? She would, she would put on concerts locally and you'd go into the church and and I'm like where the hell is she you know and she'd be way up in the rafters with those giant 10 foot 12 foot pipes behind her and she would just jam on the on the uh I guess it was more an organ right uh, on the organ and she would put uh concerts together man but uh they were they were a unique family that, uh, to say the least and really good at ping pong which pissed me off cuz we used to play for money and I was convinced I could beat them and I I, I got my ass kicked. And then we used to play Chinese handball. I don't, I don't know if you're allowed to say that. And it, it got a little weird because when I was growing up, we used to play uh, handball. And Chinese handball was basically it bounces first before it hits the wall. So it's a little more strategy, I guess, instead of just, you know, powering your shots. And uh, I don't know, man. It was my generation. And I'm, I'm praying a few of you uh, could back me up on this. But basically... Uh, the game turned into what's called asses up. So if you lost the game, you had to go against the wall and drop your, your shorts or your jeans, your pants, whatever, your sweats. You keep your underwear on, although there was always some asshole that had to get, you know, go butt naked for the, for the shock and the joke. Everyone else that was in the game that didn't lose, they all get to throw the ball as hard as they can at your ass from about 20 feet away. I thought it was a little weird. I'm not going to lie to you. But I didn't want to rock the boat. I think that's when a lot of us getting, get into some situations because we don't want to rock the boat. <laughs> Look at this sunrise down here in Fort Lauderdale. My God, that is just beautiful. I think I'm going to the elbow room today. The elbow room was a, uh, a spot when I was in Geneseo. We came down here for spring break. It's so weird to be in just a gorgeous condo looking at the sunrise over the ocean in Fort Lauderdale because... Uh, I haven't been down here much since college, and my memory of this place was obviously a million people, a million kids from all over the country for spring break, and uh, my fraternity up there in Geneseo, we came down, and uh, one guy would get a room, and then no joke, minimum of 12 to 20 um, guys uh, in a room. The sleeping arrangement was such that you couldn't even 
lay completely down to fall asleep at night. You would hope that you could get a spot where you could actually sit in a corner and get a few hours sleep in, in, uh, in between the party. And, and then I remember in the elbow room, uh, it was such a wild scene. They lost the electricity, but you can still see in the bar because of the lights, the street lights and stuff. But the bathroom had no windows and had a big um, trow. And I remember you went into the bathroom. It was pitch fucking dark and no one knew where the trow was. And there would be, you know, a, a, a ton of people in there, you know, peeing. And I remember standing in what could only be, it had to be pee. And a lot of it. And then you just would just, you would just pee in this, in this dark, dark uh, bathroom that, you know, had no lights because the whole bar lost its electricity. And I... I look back at that as just a damn good fond memory of uh, my time down here for spring break in Fort Lauderdale. So I wonder why it was dark. It was dark because the, le- the electricity in the bar was out. And then, you know, you're stupid college kids and it just became the thing. No one gave a shit and everyone's just fucking laughing and just peeing wherever the fuck they wanted. And I remember back then they used to, um, the song that would close the night was 2112 by Rush. For some reason I remember that too. And with the passing of Neil Peart, uh, that's another great memory. Uh, what a way to end a bar night. They would just crank 2112. What a weird choice. But in a way, it really, really worked. All right, guys. I think that's it for today. OP Radio. Okay, that was really fun. I'm going to be heading down the hall in just a few minutes. I'm going to go on the radio with Brother Weeze from his home studio here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. But first, I got to talk about Blue Chew. You guys did it! I'm so happy and I'm so proud that you guys are supporting the sponsors. A few episodes back, I said, hey man, Blue Chew, very happy with their uh, sponsoring of the podcast, but they're 75% happy. They need to get to 100, and then they're going to continue their uh, association with this fine podcast. Guess what? You guys bought a lot of boner pills. Oh boy, did you buy a lot of boner pills. And Blue Chew is back, and they're back for a while, so I want to thank you very, very much. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. Ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're cheaper than a pharmacy, and best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. B-L-U-E-Chew.com. BlueChew.com. And get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code O-P-O-P-I-E. You just pay for the uh, shipping, which is $5. You can afford $5, right? Again, that's BlueChew.com. B-L-U-E-Chew.com. BlueChew.com. Promo code O-P to try it for free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Opie, uh, family sitting in the freezing New York City while Opie is down here in his sweats. Yeah, Weez is bothered because I walk around in what can only be described as pajamas. That's what I call them. You also uh, failed to mention that also on the show is your damn cat. (laughs) 
Yeah. My right arm is itchy. My oh, eyes are Jesus starting to go. Christ. I'm definitely allergic to cats, and and he's got the fluffiest cat. I mean, okay, the cat is so cute and adorable, but this thing is going uh, to send me to the hospital. Wait, Weeze is criticizing your outfit? I just saw his. What the hell is he wearing? He's got, he's got gym shorts on. He's never been to a gym in his life, I think. He's embarrassed by my outfit. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, look at the mirror, man. Listen, this is the first time I have a poker tournament later. I'm going to actually put on some nice clothes. Okay. And uh, so this morning, for the hell of it, because we're a little beat, I usually never dress like this, even on the show. They're, and by the way, I've been to many gyms. <laughs> Many workout facilities at Midtown and the JCC. Yeah, all right. Hey, but I listened anyways. to your guys' podcast this morning. Oh, it was fun, wasn't it? It was pretty fun. I love how you ditched Opie at the airport, you dick. <laughs> got drunk. <laughs> he accidentally got drunk and didn't pick Opie up from the airport. So Opie's been here since Friday. I was supposed to pick him up, and I planned, Doreen and I planned on picking him up. But by accident, this was a legit Deanna, accidental uh-huh. drunk. I'm not uh, kidding you. Every time you get drunk, no. it's an accidental drunk. Not or every time. Or someone else's fault. We, I had bought the king a present. We were downtown, and I said, let me just stop over where he's staying at Sal's house, if you want to call it that, right? That, it, it's, it's the Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> anyway, let me stop <laughs> over there insane. and drop these shirts off. Okay. So we go over there, and there's a party we're invited to. And, and, and he was making these foo-foo drinks on a blender. Johnny, a blender drink. Blender? Yeah. Okay. So the, it just Who blender like, drinks? I, I didn't think. <laughs> huh? Who blender drinks anymore? That's okay. what I'm saying. Right? I blender drink myself. <laughs> I didn't think you could get drunk on a blender drink. Thank you. I didn't think I was going to be drunk. We couldn't pick opium. Can Is I it? jump into the story? So yeah. I'm at the airport. Oh, God. And they told me to... Uh, to do a carry-on bag so it would be nice and easy and a quick uh, yeah. pick-up. So I'm just outside here, here, every 15 minutes, here. And and then I go to Doreen's phone because he's not uh, responding. And this is what I get back to my here. Mom, Alexa, Alexa, wake me up at 5. Alexa, Alexa, wake me up at 5.20. Mom, Alexa, wake me up. Like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> we had reservations at a restaurant. That first of all, you can't sit at your table. They have strict rules at this yeah. joint. They're nuts at Margarano's, and you can't. Let's say you got a party of six. If five of you are there, you can, still can't sit at your table till everybody shows up. Oh, they do that at the Cheesecake Factory too. Just so do they know. really? Same level they restaurant. Do. do they? Though? <laughs> they do. Do they do it? Oh, I never did. That. Do they? Uh, don't act like you don't know that too. Anyway. Like you're so fancy. <laughs> Opie uh, drinks gay drinks. <laughs> Like what? what? I've been mean? doing that forever. Oh my god! I like the blender drinks, John. You're gonna make fun of that. At, at oh. Martirano's tools. At yeah. Martirano's, where they play Goodfellas on a loop, basically. <laughs> yes. He orders some kind of foofy comes pink. pink, pink. Oh, what are you doing? Pink in a martini glass with oh, the boy. tiny little spoon, so you could uh, <laughs> you could scoop out the goodness. The thing on the menu said uh, spicy, sweet, spicy, and it was a tequila yeah. drink. I honestly didn't know it was going to come out like that, but then I owned it. You got to own it, right? Yeah. Uh, at that point, you have to. And there were some hardcore gangster people around us. And then the Goodfellas is on. It's the scene with De Niro with the baseball bat, and I'm sipping my drink. <laughs> yeah. And what killed me was, you know, I don't know that Opie is this wacky. 
I, I didn't know you didn't know it was going to look like that, right? The, no, Before but you ordered it. no, but I'm here to say I don't care. Like, Obviously, like the like kind of the foo foo drinks are more tasty sometimes. Yeah, that's all. I agree. Anyways, he orders the second one. I call. I, I never. Because you know, I get my tequila. It comes man style. Oh yeah, that's a manly Ice drink. Tequila. And tequila, hundred percent. Yeah, when you're when you're worried about being a man so much, there might be a problem. <laughs> that, it's got that's nothing to do with say. the word. Well, you got the pink drink. Because the only man in the whole joint with the balls oh. to drink a pink yeah, because drink. Because everybody else wanted that drink, but they they they, they don't have confidence in it enough. They they don't know how to own it. <laughs> he owned it with the. Can I tell the bikini teeny story really fast? Which one? Because it started with that. So, I uh, my wife, she's from Philly. They're all union guys, oh, yeah, yeah, blue yeah, collar yeah. guys. We go yeah, on yeah, vacation yeah. to the Outer Banks, and around yeah. the table, all these hardcore, you know, men. Are, are are ordering grandpa beers like a Schlitz, a Miller Lite. It's all beer, 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 beer. And Make sure you tell us before you maybe the first time they met you. Uh, well, I, I I was relatively new. It was our first vacation together, so they're really getting to know me. And it was time for me to order my beer, and I said I'll have a bikini teeny, and it came in a, a beautiful shark mug and all sorts of like decor, and I owned it and I sipped it, and they all looked at me like, oh my god, and then I ordered another one. You always order another one. Who <laughs> is he weird? So weird with his drinking this habit. Weird. <laughs> you know. And on Saturday we went and visited Carl. Even Opie bitched at his placement. We found him. It was a long walk. Let me tell this story. Go ahead. First of all, you and your wife are, are fighting the entire time there. Oh, what? That That's never happens. And, and now I'm scared because when Weez gets mad, I guess he decides he needs to go 80 to 85 miles an hour weaving in and out of traffic. Without oh, looking. And, yeah. and there was rain and fog, and he's looking back at Doreen because he really wants to make a point, and I'm just trying to uh, visit my dead friend. What was the argument over? Anything Everything. in particular? <laughs> Everything. I can't even remember. Doreen was helping him with the directions. That wasn't good enough because now he's yelling, I know where I'm going. And then all of a sudden he's yelling like, where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't keep up with it. So, and then we get there and uh, yeah, Carl's on the, he's like 15. Top floor. I've never seen this before. Carl's 15 feet in the air. Have you guys gone to these uh, mausoleum? Yeah. Mausoleums oh, yeah, yeah. They're up high? They're nice. No. Oh, yeah. I've never seen up high. It's kind of weird because I want to touch the stone or something, and you're just looking up in the air. Yeah. And then I'm kind of thinking of Carl, and uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I have just a little moisture. I'm not going to go, you know, have have a, a breakdown or anything, but a little moisture as I'm thinking about my friend. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then I hear this noise coming from around the corner, and me and Doreen go, is he, can I, what can I say for this? What I can say the whole thing. Okay. Uh, I go, is he peeing? In no. a, you are not. So we look around the corner, and he's got his hog out, and he's just rocking it as I'm trying to have a moment with my friend. Listen. What? What? Are you peeing in a oh cup again? God. What are you doing? No, I'm What's peeing pee? on the ground. Oh. It's not indoors. In the, on the at dirt. A, at a cemetery? Is it? Like, yeah. Well, he found a spot, I guess, that yeah, didn't, I found have, a spying that didn't have a stone, but still. And then, but I got to say, man, you know, we all know Weez is getting up there in age. I was I was impressed by your stream. See that? I was impressed. <laughs> Good stream. Kind of, a, kind of fire hosey, man. I got to admit, you know. This... But, you know, Weez around the corner, he took me out of the moment, which in a way, I guess I'm happy that that happened. Yeah, but I turned you on to the, the other place where you went in to see Jesus. 
Well, I'm not a Jesus guy. Well, you went in. I'm Where saying, was Jesus? I I, was he visiting? Church, I think, is what he's talking about. <laughs> they have a little church. <laughs> that you go oh, yeah. church. So I, 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 I did some kneeling and, you know, I yeah. was just doing some thinking. So I, actually, I was trying to get away from the fighting, if you want to know. <laughs> not fighting. Once we got the Carl, there was no more fighting. It's a joke. Oh. Kind of. <laughs> one time last year when we were visiting wheels and i they start fighting inside the condo yeah. wheels just kind of gives me the look and i just wheel them and we just go in our bedroom and sit there and just stare at each other like like children like, like little kids like yes. little kids just being like when will it be over uh, <laughs> were you rocking when you were doing when you were there yeah. <laughs> i played media uh, I, I kept between them and then they both apologized to me i'm like i've known you guys for well over 20 years this is awesome i don't mind it at all. Yeah, it's so nothing. And then next thing you know, they're all cuddly and, and yeah, and all lovey dovey. I'm like, this is the weirdest, weirdest. Uh, That's how you keep ever. going. <laughs> a little whooping, a little whooping every once in a while. But we had fun at the party. Uh, the she she stood outside at the bar with the Dunkin' Donuts crowd. Yeah, <laughs> and we uh, were in with the king and the queen and the throw up. You I, were sitting on. Uh, yeah, I heard you guys talking about the couch. This couch. Is it a $30,000 couch? Yes, oh, I know. oh, my God. Whoa. That is just oh, ridiculous. Easily. Well, what, what, did, place... what was so special about it? Was it really comfortable? Yeah, it, was it was comfortable. It was comfortable. It was soft. It was white. And uh, this guy was power booting two, two hours before uh, kickoff. <laughs> Easy to. Uh, yeah. Two and then hours. they uh, they said, you're out of here. And they, they got him an Uber. I wonder where he they went. They threw him in an Uber and said, you're out of here. Yeah, well. And then everyone's like, oh, oh man, the poor couch. Oh, my God, what is he going to do? I'm like, you see where we are? <laughs> He's going to throw that couch in the intercoastal and go and get another one today. He don't <laughs> well, the wife, Sister Cat, such a, she's so kind. Yeah. I mean, the guy puked red on a white couch. Oh, she, she didn't flinch. Yeah. Didn't flinch. I, I got the best spot for the Super Bowl, though, because no one wanted to sit next to that. Because <laughs> right. it, it was still wet because they tried to clean it up and then they had uh, towels over it. The smell was a little rough, John. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. But but I, I had front row seats for the Super Bowl. And besides that, we'll get to We did a little podcasting from there with college kids. Oh, my God. And I'm telling you, I got an education. Hey. But, I mean, the one kid, uh, 20 or 21-year-old boy, uh, is a native of Jupiter, Florida. And that's where Fancy. Robert Kraft got... Yeah. Is Johnson pulled? He's a twenty-year-old kid, that good-looking kid that is yeah. a customer. Goes a to Robin Tug. He does. And that tells you the ins and outs of of these places and what to look for. And then if if you got the right signs, then you're going to get the Robert Kraft. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Brother Wee's show, and right there in front of me is Deanna King and John DeTulio, Polly Guglielmo, Dale Budenshevsky. Can you tell him about the picture? Which picture? Really? Uh, oh, my God. I don't know if you guys, uh, oh. I don't know what you guys believe when someone goes, but every once in a while you see signs and it, it makes you at least stop and think. So we're at the Italian restaurant and uh, really quickly, you know, Chef Carl from the Food Network was a really good friend of mine and we did the podcast together and he really liked Wheeze and his time up in Rochester, uh, like Deanna and, and the rest of the, the gang. 
And I was supposed to do a trip to Rochester with uh, with Carl when he died. We were going to go in late September, and he died September 21st. We were pl- literally planning when we were going to go. Anyway, uh, this is the first time I'm seeing Wee since Carl uh, passed, and we're at the restaurant. And uh, so we take this picture, and I think nothing of it because I'm, I'm showing off the, the fruity drink. <laughs> I really was. I remember the – I know the picture. Yeah, so then somebody online goes, do you see what's in between you and Wee's? Wait, but Paulie, did you see it? You I just sick. heard you guys talk about it on the podcast. I went back and looked, and it is eerie. Oh, okay. It's, go ahead. So, yeah, I don't want to make this too long-winded. No, but so, it, in I, the background, in between me and Weez's head, there was a, obviously a sign, and our heads cropped the sign, so all it says is Cuz, C-U-Z. <gasps> oh, wow. And anyone that knows uh, Carl, Chef Carl, he said Cuz to everybody. But anyway, I want to say I don't believe in a lot of the hokey finoki crap, but when I saw that picture... And I eat in this yeah. restaurant often, but Paulie's eating there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you would think it was photoshopped, a hundred percent. You would think wow. this is photoshopped, and it isn't. And when Opie showed it to me, he didn't know it was in there. No, some, not at first. Yeah, some listener uh, alerted Opie, and when I looked at it, I go, "Oh my God, it's me and Opie, and right between our two heads, C U Z lit up in red." Wow, I'm looking That's at it. Cr- that does give me goosebumps. That's Isn't it crazy. crazy? Do mm-hmm. you guys believe in signs when someone goes? I do. Oh, you yeah. do. 100%. 100% yeah. yeah. It makes me go, huh? But I, I yeah, you a hundred percent you believe in that stuff. Hundred percent. When my uncle passed away, I posted a photo of it after I was coming yeah. home from the hospital, and um, the curtain was open just a tiny bit, and there was like the light of like a cross in the yeah. window, and it was just so weird. I've not, ne- and I've obviously, you know, I've lived at this house since two thousand and seven. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. It was just like a weird, like I'm okay, is what I felt like. And you haven't seen it since? No. Wow. Nope. The cuz has got me believing. Yeah, that that's is just crazy. the weirdest thing I ever saw. I mean, if there's one word that Carl said a lot that associates, uh, you know, to Carl, it would be cuz. In the end, that's just it was so weird. By the way, your your cat is dropping boulders in the background. Can here. I take a dump? <laughs> what the hell do you feed this thing? Kitty food. It's dropping rocks. Did in you your hear bathroom. about? Did you hear about the kitty restaurant? No. On the news that we had? No, what's that? Just opening up? It, what, was at it the end Victor? of February, uh, there's a place in Victor that's opening up where they have cats roaming around so they can, like, therapy. So, so you, you can, can have cats, out. coffee, and uh, pastries. Well, that would that would send me to the yeah. hospital. <laughs> me too. That? I'm deathly allergic to cats, too. Yeah. What's that? I'm <laughs> allergic to cats and dogs. <laughs> and trees and grass. <laughs> Not real. For real. I went to the allergist and and they they go okay because I was sneezing for I don't know thirty years and finally decided to do something about it and uh, I got all the tests and the the allergist goes you're allergic to trees and grass and I was expecting the second part of that what kind of trees and what kind of grass so I asked and he goes you're allergic to trees and grass <laughs> I I uh, I helped the grass over by Carl yes you did <laughs> it'll be growing I like uh, I like Buddha on the show too by the way thank you, you. Buddha I appreciate I listen it every morning you guys uh, you you guys. Uh, I say it every time, but you guys are my morning show. I listen every morning on my couch in New York City. So. Anyways, yesterday, oh, see, Opie and I did a podcast. At the Super Bowl party. It was a little sloppy and messy. Uh, Carl used to call that, uh, you know, the wheels are off. But uh, it'll, it'll be a fun listen, especially the end of the episode where we almost got in another car accident. So that'll be fun for everybody. Oh, we were doing it in the car. 
You don't remember doing that in the car? No. And then us making fun of you because you couldn't get in your parking spot at, at your building? Oh, well, it's not easy, bro. You and saw it. Do you remember giving the lady that took your handicap spot, uh, yelling not at her because she wasn't there, screaming the C word at yes. her? Yes. She we, took your, shut up, You Vienna. shut up. Because yes. she, she took your handicap space? Oh, my God. <laughs> Let him on. explain, please. Well, what explanation is there? Well, don't you you got to hear the the oh evidence first. Okay. Come on. What's the I'm evidence other than she pulled in? Let me let me start though. It's hilarious in the building that Weez lives in down here. There's three handicap spaces and two. Oh, there's only two. Oh, Those two. Sorry. Two handicapped spaces, three cars competing for these spaces. Yeah. So it's a thing every day when we, get, when we pull into the garage. And, man, if, if someone is in his spot, oh, boy. This lady, you hear me, Deanna? Uh-huh. This biatch, she's the aunt. Oh her park or her real parking spot is about 15 feet away from the handicapped spot. You understand? He's not she, lying. He's she not could, lying. She could park in her own friggin' spot, and I'd be in heaven. At the beginning of my tenure in this building, when we didn't have any spot, because mine was under construction, that piece of crap. <laughs> I saw it. You see where I'm at? So it was under construction, so the management told me, they gave me this number, and I said, park there. Turns out it's this lady's spot. She would leave notes on my car. Can you elaborate on the content of the notes? Go F yourself. Get ah, out of my spot. So she yeah, started wait, wait, it. Uh, did she write go F yourself? No. No. <laughs> did she say, I'm sorry, but you're in my spot, sir? Wait a minute. We, listen. So this lady who I'm going, if you're in the handicap spot, what do you care if I'm in your spot? She says, you can't park in my spot anymore. I go to management and start bitching about the lady who, if she's in the, why can't I use her spot when she ain't in it? They actually told me, I've been waiting to meet the big boss, mm -hmm. the bigger boss here, because they told me that these people own their handicap spots. They actually painted the stuff on the floor and put up the sign, and they tried to sell me that piece of crap, and it ain't true. How do you know and, it's not true? Because I called, I called the... Uh, what a Department of Motor Vehicles in Florida said, so can you create your own handicap spot and paint it and put a sign up? And they said, no. That when they told me I couldn't park there anymore, I've been parking there on a regular basis now. <laughs> and that lady ain't said schnit. She, we just fight to get there first. Okay. Hey, when you guys come down here, do you just eat a lot with Wheeze? Yes. Yeah. We I actually ate before we ate. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I don't get that. That's my favorite thing. You got to eat. It was close to the elbow room, I guess. What was that joint? It was really nice with the sushi. And oh, I think we S three. And I said, "Aren't we having dinner in an hour?" He's like, "Yeah, we're eating before we eat." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all you do is you either you either go to poker or you go to lunch slash dinner. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I love that though. That's how I like to vacation. My vacations are all based around where we eat. Okay. That, me too. Oh, all right, but then Weez is looking at me. He's like, "You're not fun." I'm like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> We we ate at six joints, but for him, that's not good enough. <laughs> Wait. Uh, you can't count if you go for some sushi. The sushi was S3. nice. That's an appetizer. That, that S3 was nice. Delish. It was really nice. Got me. I, I could eat there every day. Yeah. Just for a snack. Opie in the joint. Opie uh, sat through. Well, Opie actually went exploring himself yesterday in Fort Lauderdale while I suffered at a poker tournament. And we went to dinner last night, and he continued 
the threat of uh, drinking foofy drinks. <laughs> it wasn't as bad last night. What what was that drink? It was a little tequila with a splash of uh, grapefruit. Oh, that was tequila. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, that looked uh, tasty. Anyway. Do you feel good about that, Wheeze? About who? You, shamed, no, you shamed him into getting a drink he didn't really want. No, I didn't. No, that's why. If I shamed him, he'd be drinking straight tequila. Oh, now, no. Then I'd be shaming him. No, I don't listen to anyone, Buddha. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's really my issue. He does not. I heard you guys talking about uh, guys' groceries. Uh, grocery oh, yeah. Games. Can I say really fast? Because I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, well, you're yeah. the one that's going to be on the show. Well, we're doing a uh, special show for Carl, but uh, we oh, already nice. taped it. But um, the grocery store is in Santa Rosa. It's in an old warehouse. It's close to where Guy lives because he doesn't want to travel far. Right. That was part of his deal with the Food Network. So it's a warehouse that they set up like a grocery store. No one shops there. It's just for the TV show. Ooh. And it's fully stocked because I finally, I was, I was able to go down all the aisles. Yeah. And I, I just assumed they had one of everything and then behind it was just fake stuff. Yeah. No, it's fully stocked like a regular grocery store. So what happens to the stuff? What With if it real... expires? Well, that's the thing. So they got the fruits and vegetables and they got the, the, the produce and the meats and all that. He donates that every oh. every couple of weeks to to you know all sorts of charities. Perfect. Oh, and then the awesome. rest of the food stays wow. on the shelves until the end of the season. Then he donates all of that. But if you're lucky enough to be a guest on the show and you're on set, you're, you're allowed to eat whatever you want. Just go up and down the aisles and, and grab whatever you Oops. want. I just hung up on a guy by accident, but it was noisy. I guess my story wasn't interesting enough. No, no, no. Was call call there. Your yeah. story was okay. very interesting. I was really, literally Thanks. on the edge of my seat waiting uh, to see what happened next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm trying to... I got the hint. I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, I'm trying to ask you... Can what... I tell you? Here, you've, you know, have known Weez forever. Whenever yeah. he goes... Anyways, that means he doesn't give a shiznit about what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no I, I felt bad for the guy on the phone, but I want to go back to the grocery store. Yeah. Is the episode with you in it already done? Yeah, we did that in, um, I don't know, in October, I guess. But but do you, I mean, I don't know the show, but Deanna explained it. Yeah, they got they got big time chefs and they just play all sorts of kind of huh. silly games. and. Yeah, but did and... you have to partake? I kind of just set up one of the things. That's all with Guy. You just talk. Set. Yeah, they, they invite cook. a lot of uh, they invite a lot of Carl's uh, friends and family to just be part of the episode. And I, I was lucky enough to yeah. be one of them. Back in the day, and these days, the days a few minutes ago, when Opie and Anthony were killing on the radio, and we were here, and Stern was fighting with everybody, fighting. He was a dick, and you know Howard Stern got famous. By being mean to people and crapping on people and saying bad things about people. Enter Opie and Anthony. There came a point when uh, Opie and Anthony were replying to Howard and Howard couldn't take it. Yeah. You know the delay button that, that Paulie hits when he was sitting there. If I said something about somebody sure. else in the building or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> well, Opie and Anthony had three different people with delays. Am I right? Yeah, we had uh, a little closet with one guy. Then right. there was another button in the program director's <laughs> office. And then there was another button in the GM's office. That Three buttons wow. with different times. And they were all like 45 seconds apart, I believe. <laughs> and they That's were great. for if they mentioned Howard Stern. I mean, the fact that that was a, the, the guy who made fun of people yeah. demanded that these guys couldn't mention him 
to me, is the most hypocritical th- thing in the world. 100%. Well, we, we just found a lot of uh, humor and comedy as far as Howard Stern went, and he couldn't take it. So the company came to me and basically said, you can't mention his name anymore. So then we're like, all right. So we continue making fun of him, but we came up with all these nicknames. And then they were keeping track of the nicknames. <laughs> they started dumping out of all the nicknames, too. Uh, famously, we called him Radio Edit for a while. And radio head? Radio edit. Radio Cause edit. Because he was having us edited. And, uh, and, then, and then, yeah, eventually they had a whole list of nicknames that they would dump out of. So, you know, it sounded like we weren't talking. Oh, what would you say that would offend him where he'd have to go to the he'd have to go to management? Nothing bad. Just how he was kind of hypocritical. And, oh. you know, he was the everyday man. And next thing you know, he's pretty much taking helicopters out to the Hamptons. And, <laughs> And, you know, we would we would take that information and try to make it funny. You know, it wasn't just beating them up, although that was fun, too. Can you, uh, if you don't mind, and I should have prepped you on this, but do you remember a few, uh, I personally remember a few stories, good ones, that you were privy to, for instance. Right. The daughter thing. Oh, jeez. You, you don't want to say it? Don't say it. Oh. Well, now you have, have to, to. You can't tease someone well, yeah, oh, and tell the story. God. Shut up. It. Let him tell it. <laughs> Honestly, oh wow! I don't think I've ever talked about this ever. Uh, you did on the, you did somewhere. Not really. We made fun of his. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, here we go. But you know, remember the guy called you bushes. Honestly, I've been teasing for a long time that there is one thing I would apologize to Howard about, and it would be going after his daughter back in the day. <coughs> is that what you're getting at? No, we, I'm getting at. Oh, jeez! Now I just spilled something. I'm getting at the story of when he had to go to the hospital. Yeah, that was for his daughter. Yeah, yeah. But she, there was a guy hiding in the bushes. That yeah, that was him. one of our guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the story I'm talking about. It's we, a hell of a story. We were close with the NYPD. The NYPD called us and said that Howard was at a uh, hospital with his daughter. She was overserved at at I think uh, one of the one of these big concerts. Yeah. That they throw, and so we went on the air and. Uh, we took some really heavy shots. I, I, I don't like talking about this because I've, I've changed over the years. But, <laughs> um, you know, but we, we really went after him hard because he, he, would, he would say stuff like, love me, daddy, love me, daddy, to anybody that was, like, uh, paying attention to him. Like, we needed his attention if we're doing a radio show. So then we spun it and said, love me, daddy. Well, maybe you should, you know, take care of your own kid and all that. And uh, it became a big thing, and, and the company wanted to fire us at the time. I got called back from vacation to oh my god to meet with uh, Mel Karmas and I guess I could say all the names because yeah. he's not working anymore. Yeah, but I, is he, he looked our us, boss anymore. I, Mel Karmas. No, no, Mel's pretty much retired. All and, right, good. He and uh, we're we're in good standings anyway. So um, uh, I remember me and Anthony are in a uh, huge conference room with uh, with Ken Stevens, our GM at the time. God bless him because he always supported and went to bat with us. And we're nervously waiting for Mel Carmerson to come in. There was a set time. It's like 5, 10, 15 minutes go by. I'm sweating. I'm like, we're getting And fired. this is all about mentioning Howard's stuff. Well, I, I, I'm here to say sorry that I was wrong. I don't you know what I mean? I, I was wrong going after his daughter. I know that now with the, with the luxury of time. But going back in time, I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, we're getting fired for this, you know? Bill Carmerson walks in and famously looks at me and Anthony and goes, all right, let me know one thing. What time in the morning do you decide you're going to F Mel Carmerson? 
Now, how's that happen, Malcolm? Because he was so pissed because, you know, Howard was his boy it and sure his moneymaker. And then he looked us right in the eyes, and he wanted to fire us for, for what we did. But he knew we, we had... We had such an audience back then that we'd go across the street and really hurt him business-wise. There you go. So I knew he wanted to fire us, and he gave us a massive scolding, scared the crap out of us, and uh, we kind of kind of played nice after that. I know you feel and bad th- about it now, but uh, the fact that Howard was upset that you talked about his daughter, yet he made fun of Weez's daughter, shows even more how hypocritical. Well, Deanna, that's, you know, I got in a lot of trouble with Howard over the years because of this man I'm sit- sitting next to. No, not in a bad way. We've talked about this. I but I, I I was around when Howard took all those shots at Weez's daughter. And I always, you know, Weez did a lot for me in my career, especially back in the day. And I always had it in the back of my head if I ever had the chance to, you know, take some shots uh, for Weez and others that Howard went after, I'm going to take the shots. But unfortunately, we worked for the same company, which made it very problematic. But with that said, you know, with uh, the luxury of time and stuff, I hinted over the years that that's the one thing I, would re- I absolutely would apologize to Howard about. So dig this. We're going to have a real conversation here. Can you, and you could say you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But can you talk about the end of the whole thing just now because of the hallway and the bathroom? And Yeah. Go ahead. We haven't. We, I thought we talked about all that on your show. Well, we, if we do, we can do it again. Basically, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was kind of a, I was a dick at the end of my Sirius XM run. I was kind of frustrated. I, 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 I put together a really good show, though, with Carl and Vic and Sherrod. And we were doing really well, but I was also just taking some, you know, heavy shots. One day we we snuck into Howard's area, (laughs) live on Facebook, and Howard doesn't like any of that stuff. He takes everything so seriously, but I was live on Facebook, and Howard at SiriusXM has this whole wing, like a compound. You can't get in there, and it's it's like half the floor, and uh, there was a cleaning lady that just happened to be going out of that door (laughs) as I was on Facebook Live. So, you know, you got to take the shot, and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. So I'm like, hey, I, I left something in there. Could you let me in? And she, it, you know, doesn't really understand English, but she understands I want to go in there. And she opens the door for me. Now I'm on Facebook Live. What do you do? I have to show I got some kind of ball. So I start walking down the hall. And my goal was to sit in, sit in his seat on Facebook Live. I thought that would be an amazing bit. But he doesn't, he, does, he, he, he does not have a sense of humor in the end. At all. So then security guards come running, and they go, hey, get out of there. And I turned immediately and got out of there because I knew that would be an, you know, an issue with the company. And uh, the company was really mad. They're like, We're, we got to make sure you're not breaking into offices during oh off hours. It was just a silly, dumb prank with, with, this, you know, with Howard. Uh, so they had that in the back of their head, and uh, the rumor was they were going to get rid of me. And then um, because of... Because of an incident where it, it wasn't even an incident, H- Howard changes hours. Okay, let me get back on track. Sorry, <laughs> I'm getting overly excited here. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, after all these years of not really seeing him, we were passing each other in the hallway. And you know, it's been many years that we've been at each other. You're not kidding. At each other's uh, throats. So I, I was walking down the hall. He's walking toward me, and I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to say hi. I said, good morning, Howard. That that was it. And walked by him. Kenny, my security guard at the time, he starts giggling like an idiot as after we pass. I go, why are you laughing, Kenny? He's like, he is so mad you just said hi. I'm like, get out of here. So this happened another, I think, couple times, you know, because we were coming to work at the same time yeah. and we were sharing this hallway. 
Next thing you know, I, I get word that the whole place is on lockdown. And he, they try to say that somebody asked Howard for a picture and he couldn't, he couldn't take that. So they locked down the place until he gets into his compound. So there's a famous video on my YouTube channel that I don't need to promote. It did very well. But where I wasn't allowed into Sirius XM until Howard passed yeah. and went into his area. And I filmed it which the company was not happy with. But I was like, this is crazy. You know? So in other words, they would hold you out until the time was he correct. Because he did not want to pass me in the right. hallway. So on the video, he passes by. I finally get to go into the Sirius XM area. It's a glass uh, door, so you can right. see him walk by. And then I, I walk in and, and look around. There's nobody around. And they got like, at the time, it was like some like six building security guys uh, you know, watching all, all possible angles so he could walk through. And then I was allowed to go to my spot. Boy. Uh, the opening uh, story, Crazy. ladies and gentlemen, Howard Stern, the, uh, what is he, the king of all media? Yeah, he's, you know. Got to give it to him. Of course you got to give it to him. Seriously, TV, movies. He doesn't do TV. He doesn't do movies. Yeah, he, do, he did. He did one we, of each and then calls himself the king of all media. Well, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Made it 80, 80, uh, Opie could see his crib from his crib. Well, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Opie, uh, I call him Opie Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Can What's I ask up, a question Paul? as a fan of the podcast in your nearly Ooh. 200 episodes? I know yeah. you can't say specifically, obviously. It defeats the purpose of the question. But what is the most significant thing you've had to edit out? Was it just shiznit talking? Oh, that's that, a good question. Yes. Yeah. Um, Carl went through a divorce, and before he really let it go and gave us all the details, we were uh, we were drunk at, uh, at this dinner once, and he started describing his uh, ex-wife's... Uh, <laughs> Nether region. Uh, yeah, but the oh bad goodness. spot. The, the worst of the two, let's just say. And he was not kind. And we laughed horribly at that. But then uh, we were walking on the streets, and he goes, Cuz, you got to edit all that out. So th th there's probably your right. answer. All right. But then, then, I don't know, a few episodes after that, then he, then he, he described it even better. So I don't know. And you left that in. Yeah, because then he was ready to talk about it. Millennials, oh, the whole world is blowing up. People used to have goals in life, like saving for retirement, getting married, having kids, buying a home. 70% of millennials say they don't give an F. And I think if you look around, yeah, you know, we all know the Brother Weeze is old. In my young days, people were getting married so young. Right. When they got to be 26, 27, if they were married, they thought something was wrong. Right. Now... And I noticed by my, I have my sons getting married, 32 years old. That that was old in the old days. I was 32 as well. You were 32. Yeah, I think that my generation's just. Uh, I, I am an elder millennial, and I think you that my are old. yeah. I think that my generation is just very selfish. We were the first generation that was told you can be anything you want to be when you grow up, and we actually believe it. You know, and so we want to invest in ourselves before we invest in families, and so we get around to that later. I, that's what best I can come up See, with. See, I was 24, well, but I was knocked up, so I didn't really yeah. have a well, and you're, yeah. well, anyways, it says you're here's <laughs> the trash things, wedding. <laughs> the things they're skipping are uh, saving for retirement, getting married, having kids, buying a home, or, and getting engaged. And I'm seeing it. And they say uh, the reasons are. Basically, what Polly said. Well, the problem is, though, it's not obtainable to to buy a home if you're younger. That's another one. So yeah. a lot of these kids, they go to college, they're in crazy debt, 
And yeah. then they go after college and move right back in with their parents. When, yep. when I was coming up, that was not the case. Uh, college was more or less to, uh, more or less affordable, and you can move on and kind of get a nice starter house. And, and that's uh, not as easy to do these days, unfortunately. I not think really, really, really fast about uh, life changing. You yeah. know, I, I didn't realize how much life you know changes around me until I, I, I had kids. And the other day, my daughter, she's seven years old. We're in a, a cab, and she sees a, 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 a phone booth. She goes, Daddy, what's oh, that? Oh, yeah. Stuff right. like that blows me away now. Blows me away. She asked me about, so what was FaceTime when you were young? <laughs> and I had to explain that we, we actually left the house without a phone or any type of way to communicate with uh, family and friends. And she just can't wrap her head around uh, that thought. My son, Sammy, who's 21. Yeah. 21. I was our. It's just unbelievable. He's completely dependent. Yeah. Um, my- you're a bit of an enabler. What's that got to do with it? A little. I mean, you, you, he has a his credit card, right? Does he have? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got to live. He's in New York. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you Some give a credit card to live in New York? Yes. What, are you kidding me? Uh, yes. How else yes. are you going to do it? I, 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 I didn't get any of that. Wait till your kids shut up when your kids. Let them get older and be out. Yeah, how? Oh, obviously you have the means to make anything happen for your kids. How are you going to manage not letting them become spoiled? Well, that's the greatest question ever, and something we talk about me and my wife almost daily. It's like, how do you balance the two and, yeah. and understand the value of a dollar and understand uh, how fortunate they are and and whatnot? So, well, they're not going to figure it I, out I, by going to private school not, with other rich. Kids. I'm not. A, I, I'm not attacking you. It's amazing that. Uh, Sammy has a credit card because I just I just think back to when I was that well, age. I, I would have died for a credit card. Every once in a while, my parents would give me a hundred dollars in the mail, and I, I thought I was rich. Yeah, well, it was went a lot further than it does now. And I'm so old, they didn't have a credit cards. There was no such thing when I was I was dark ages. Yeah, well, I got to tell you guys a quick story about my sister in law, who's 21, <laughs> goes to study abroad in England last semester. She gets a credit card with a five hundred dollar limit on it. Yeah. Day four, she maxes it out. <laughs> my father in law uh, is at my house when he gets the call. Daddy, I'm out of money. Yeah. Do you know what his reaction was? I hope sending more money. His reaction was, God damn it, I got to call the bank and get that limit ra- raised. Yeah. Really? Immediately. Well, you can't leave her with no money. Yes, you can. No, you can. You literally can. My parents left me without money, and it wasn't fun at times. But maybe I learned some lessons. Uh, but wait a minute. I don't know. Wait a minute. I'm going to. Dude, call- when I was when I was working in Rochester on the radio and stuff, I was I was just basically a plea making no money. I actually was collecting uh, empties and stuff. So Come I on, eat, old- I swear to you. All right. I was making twelve thousand dollars a year, and my parents weren't giving me a credit card. All right. But I don't know what the real thing is because you're right. If my son is making twelve thousand dollars a year and he's going for his dream. I don't know if I would go as far Your as a kid? credit card, but I would, oh. I would be pushing money his way. Well, uh, I don't know what to say. My guy, you love your packages. Well, that's the confusing you love part. Them like you, don't crazy. Know, you don't know how far to, to go with it. That's all. You don't. Okay, how about this? Other sister-in-law. I'm going to be in a lot of trouble for this set. Yeah. Other sister-in-law. Just, I, I just turned the transmitter off. <laughs> <laughs> just, just turned 28 and just came off her parents' cell phone bill. At 28. Cell phone. But, it's, but this is normal. This is happening all over. And part of the reason I don't mind doing it is because all the people that I hang around, I have people I hang around with, people that you know too, by the way, 
to, you know, have apartments in Manhattan for their kids and stuff. They're paying. Yeah. And still help helping to feed them. It's tough out there these days for the youngins. I don't, I don't know what's right. Just because well, of where I, I came I from, I struggled too much, and I, it would have been nice to have some type of help from the I parents. agree, because I think that's what made me a little bitter, is having to work in a hotel room when I was 14, cleaning rooms. That's why I'm scarred for life. But helping, but also you have to make sure, like you said, a boundary to, okay, and then you're going to get a job at this point, and right. you're not going to have as much money. Right. What if you can't get the job? Here's the you thing. Can't? You're setting him up to not even want to try to get a job. <laughs> so you have to like encourage him to try to get a job, because at some point... You know, you and Doreen might not be able to help him. You might not be here, and he's going to have to survive. Then what? It's a good point, but we'll see what happens. Cross that bridge when we get to it. (laughs) It's because it's scary. Yeah. By the way, making babies is the most base thing on the planet. The one thing that they can't change, the religion tried to change, is sexual activity of the human beings. The poorer the country, the more banging they're doing. And and then the kids come out, and then they're walking around. Then they have to be people. And well, we're running out of stuff. And I made a bunch of kids that can only pray just like y'all. Deanna's is going to be soon. I know. It's scary. <laughs> it's going to be soon. Yeah, how are you going to handle that, Deanna? Well, yeah, I mean, are, he, are you going to give him a credit card? I will help him, but he has boundaries. He knows he can't just go out to eat whenever he feels like it, go shopping where he feels like it, because I'm not supplying money for that unless yeah. he wants to get another job to do that. So right. he has a limited amount of money in his bank account, and that's that. So, but I mean, but obviously, I'm not co- going to let him. I'm not going to let him live off the live on the street. But he has to show that he's trying to. You know, be a functioning human being and not just. I got bitterness like Deanna because when I was growing up, when I was 12, 13, 14, and, and beyond that, I was actually a caddy uh, bringing money into the household. So not only were they not helping me, it was my responsibility to help the family. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. And to this day, I'm kind of bitter about it. Actually, uh, I, Opie didn't give me permission to mention this, but he has relatives. Did he sort of still supplying with the cake? Wow. I was going to ask that. What happened no, when, when you signed that first big deal? Did you have family members come and saying, hey, where, where's so He's paying for one now. I had uh, a wow. Okay, let's get into this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, uh, I, don't, uh, I had a relative, not, not a brother or sister. Who came to me and asked for a hundred thousand because he thought I could just write that check like it was nothing, and I said no, you know. Which, and he was in a tight spot, and instead of being understanding and maybe kind of having a further discussion with me, he actually brings my dead dad into it oh, and says, wow. "Your dad would be so disappointed oh. in you that you didn't give me the money." Was there a pitch that went along with it? Was there a pretend business idea that he had? I don't or? want to get too many details, okay, but right. he got himself in, 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 into a jam that a lot of us knew, and, and he thought I was the easy out. And uh, yeah. no, man, I have I have my limits. And then, you know, uh, I took care of my, my brothers and sisters when, when they needed it to a point. But then, you know, like we're all talking about here, you try to find your boundaries, and maybe I needed better boundaries at the time, and I, I, I kind of slowed down the, the money train in general. Yeah. I had a similar story when I said that I was going to join the Wii Show. I found all these Polish second cousins that said, hey, you got coupons for Bubba Dubba Cheeseburgers? <laughs> Is that where they've been going? <laughs> I'm mother hugger. I wonder where all those coupons been going. They're all out in Palmyra. Oh, that's, that's good. Bubba Double Cheeseburger. <laughs> Boo, 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 boo. Boogie B Radio.
Boo, 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 boo.